0: Um, This evening we are, as Bronwyn said, we are coming to the end of our evening services together and it it is a carols um, and praise evening. And we're doing a last of uh, our Advent sermon. Uh, So for the last uh, three weeks we've been uh, looking at um, uh, a series on what Jesus has come um, to do. Uh, And we've seen that Jesus' birth changes everything. Uh, So if you were here on the uh, on the last week of uh, November, we looked at uh, Philippians uh, chapter 2 in the morning uh, Christmas uh, family uh, service, and we saw from there that God changes our posture towards life. Uh, so God um, became human, which is what we remember during Christmas time. He became human uh, to make us better human humans. He became humble so that you and I can step out into the world uh, by his power to become humble people. The second week, we saw that God emptied his pockets uh, to empower us to empty our pockets. Uh, God is a generous God, and he calls us uh, to a life of generosity wherever he's placed us. And then uh, week three, we saw that God came to serve uh, so that we could serve others. Uh, And we saw that from Mark chapter 10, uh, that Jesus, uh, the reason he came into our world uh, is to serve. Uh, and so as to empower us um, to serve other people. And so this evening, as we think about Advent, uh, as we think about the arrival of this King that we've been singing about, we're going to see that Jesus changes our perceptions of ourselves, uh, the way we look at ourselves and our standing, especially our standing uh, before before God. And so with that said, I do um, hope that you... Uh, Do you have your Bible? Uh, Please open it to 1 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verses 15 to 17. Uh, This is going to be short, amen, uh, so that we can sing some more songs. Uh, But let's uh, hear from God's word uh, from 1 Timothy, verses 15 um, to 17. As we think again about the coming of Jesus and the kind of difference uh, that it brings to your life and to my life. Uh, Let's bow our heads as I pray for us uh, that God will empower the preaching of his word. Uh, Father, as this uh, modern hymn says, uh, cause our faith to rise. Cause our eyes to see your majestic love and authority. Words of power that can never fail. Let their truth prevail over unbelief. Speak, O Lord, and renew our minds. Help us grasp the heights of your plans for us truths unchanged from the dawn of time that will echo down to eternity, and by grace we'll stand on your promises, and by faith we'll walk as you walk with us. Speak, O Lord, till your church is built, and the earth is filled with your glory. Amen. Uh, So Christmas time, uh, Christmas time is um, a wonderful time. It is a time for food, family, fun, and friendship. Um, It is a time Uh, if you are born in uh, Polukwani, uh, for you to hit the N1. In fact, maybe you're listening in uh, online because you could not be here uh, because you went to see Bomma. Now, let me explain what Bomma is. Bomma is a baby mother, and the baby mother is uh, better than any mothers. uh, And baby guys uh, quite often hold their moms in quite high esteem. And this time of uh, Christmas, it is the time uh, to go there. If you're from the northern suburbs uh, it is a time for gammon uh, and I think fruitcake, is that that thing with uh, fermented uh, cakes? It's nice, isn't it? Uh, that's Christmas time uh, for you. Uh, for many who come from the East Rand, it is a time for a braille, uh with the maids and, and a time to forget about all that has happened in 2021. Uh, Christmas is a great time, a time to sing carols. Um, my favorite this year was a West African guy singing jingle bells uh, to Afrobeat. Uh, just go Google that if you don't know what Afrobeat is. It is the most beautiful thing uh, I've ever seen. Or, you don't like Afrobeats, maybe for you it's Mariah Carey with the all-time classic, All I Want for Christmas is? You! <laughs> Apparently she makes about a million dollars every Christmas. That's 15.6 million rand every year. Just from royalties, uh, from people playing uh, that song. So Christmas is all of that. But I think most of all, uh, and in fact most importantly, it is about the arrival of King Jesus. Uh, It is an arrival of uh, this king into um, our world. Now here's the thing that we need to remember about the arrival of King Jesus. Um, It's that it comes in a time of difficulty and a time of pressure. Uh, the time that Jesus is born is not so, so cozy like we often see in our nativity plays. Uh, it is a time of brutality where kids were being kidnapped um, uh, by, um, by the king back then. Um, there are kids, so I need to filter my, uh, my content. Uh, kids were being kidnapped. Uh, the state was captured by the Romans. That sounds like our world, doesn't it? A state was captured. People lived uh, under the most advanced government, uh, yet the most evil. That is the world in which Jesus is born into. Families were ripped apart. They were suffering infectious diseases. Um, it was a world uh, of chaos. Poverty was rife, and government officials were corrupt. That is the world that Jesus uh, is born into. It is worse than midland 2021 Yet for God's people there was still this tiny bit of hope, this tiny hope that God will bring about his king to come sort out the mess that they found themselves in. They were people of hope, uh, hoping that God will restore a different rule uh, to Israel, uh, that their world will change uh, for the better, that the king would come to set up God's kingdom. Here's the thing. Uh, the Christian story... The Christian story claims that that king did come, and that king is Jesus. And that king is the reason why we gathered here uh, this evening. And so here are the words uh, about this king. This statement from Paul, uh, an old rabbi, writing to a younger student, this is what he says. He has a trustworthy saying that Christ Jesus came into our world to save sinners. Christ Jesus came into our world to save Sinners, if you have your Bibles open to one Timothy, uh, please follow with me uh, this words. If you don't have your Bibles, don't worry; it will be up on uh, on the screen. This is what Paul, a young rabbi, an older rabbi, says to uh, a younger rabbi. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance: that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I'm the foremost. This is now Paul speaking of himself. But I have received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. And then he burst into praise, like we've been praising our king this evening. To the king of all ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. About five times Paul says this uh, statement. This is a trustworthy saying. And he wants his younger uh, student uh, to remember the gospel, to remember the message about this King Jesus, Uh, because there were many who were coming into the church and teaching a different kind of uh, story, uh, a story that you and I, can pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Uh, but Paul wanted to uh, remind Timothy, so as to remind the church, uh, that the Christian story is not that. The Christian story is that God came into the world um, to save sinners. And Paul says, my, my very life is an example of that. My very life is living exp- uh, evidence that Christ Jesus came into this world uh, to save sinners. Um, now, if you're new to church you might not have heard of uh, this guy, the Apostle Paul. Um, he often gets a, a bad rap uh, because he was uh, a persecutor of the church. So he went around uh, killing Christians. Uh, he went around trying to stop this new sect uh, that was called uh, Christianity. Uh, and he gets a bad rap. But if we were to put ourselves in Paul's shoes, we would understand that he, he thought he was in God's side. Uh, he thought he was a man who kept himself pure, along with his group of guys called the Pharisees. They kept themselves pure, anticipating a time when the king would come, so as to make a way uh, for this king uh, to come. That when king, this king, this promised king, comes, he would find uh, the world pure. So these guys called the Pharisees thought to themselves that it, it was their duty to keep Israel pure. And so this Christian sect um, that, was, that had sprung up uh, seemed to be something impure, seemed to be something that needed to be stopped. But as you read in uh, the book of Acts, uh, you see that God stops him on the way, and he comes to a, a, a massive realization, a realization that he is not, he's not for God, that in fact everything that he's doing is standing in the way of God trying to bring about change into this world. Uh, and Paul came to realize that Christ came into this world to save sinners. And that Christ came into this world to save him, as he calls himself, the chief, the CEO, the Makulubaz of all sinners. Uh, the CEO of all uh, sinners. Um, that God, in, in his son Jesus, uh, came to deal with the, the key problem of our world. And the key problem of our world is this thing called the Bible calls it sin? Now you've probably heard that word sin, but what does what does sin mean? What is what does the Bible mean that we are sinners, and what does it mean um, that uh, we live in a sinful world? What does sin mean? Uh, here's um, uh, someone who put it quite well, and an old English preacher said, um, "If God had perceived that our greatest need..." Was economic, we would have, he would have sent an economist. So he's diagnosing what is wrong with our world. If he had perceived that our greatest need was entertainment, he would have sent a comedian or an artist. If God had perceived that our greatest need was political instability, he would have sent a politician. But he perceived that our greatest need is um, our greatest need involved our sin, our alienation from Him our profound rebellion, our death, and because of that, He sent a Savior. God sent a Savior. That's what we remember this Christmas, that our world needed saving. God sent a Savior because our greatest need is salvation. Luke's Gospel, one of the New Testament um, uh, books, um, now, if you're new to church, again, uh, New Testament is the story of God uh, with his people, the church, uh, those who follow Jesus. The Old Testament is the story of God uh, with uh, Israel, his people. And in the New Testament, we have different biographies of the life of Jesus. One of them is Luke's gospel, and Luke uh, quotes Jesus' words, Jesus' very uh, own words. He says that, for the Son of Man came to seek, and again our words, save what was lost? Now, here's the thing that we remember at Christmas. Uh, we remember that our world is lost, and that our world is filled with sinners. and uh, That's not people out there. Uh, that's you and me. and uh, That our world needs to be uh, saved. Uh, in fact, that's, I think, one of the hardest things uh, to ever teach in the 21st century. The hardest things for us to believe is that we are sinners. Uh, Because we have a certain perception of ourselves, isn't it? We Instagram people, uh, so we often look at life uh, from our best shot. okay? With all the filters, um, for those who don't know what Instagram is, it's a social media platform where people post pictures of themselves having a wonderful time. Uh, And so that is often the perception that we have um, of ourselves. But Christmas reminds us that we're not as good as we think we are. Uh, that we are sinners in need of salvation, uh, that we are broken people in need of being saved, and the Savior of our world cannot be from this world. Uh, He has to come outside uh, of this world, into our world, uh, to come and save us. So we remember that Christ Jesus came uh, to save sinners. Christ Jesus at Christmas came to save sinners. Uh, Another quote from an English English preacher, he says that scripture is quite clear that the essence of sin is godlessness. It is an attempt to get rid of God, and since that is impossible, the determination to live as though one had succeeded in doing so. How profound is that? That sin is getting God out of the picture, is wanting to be the CEOs of our lives, it's a rebellion against any form of authority, especially ultimate authority, especially the authority um, of God. And so we know that deep down in our hearts we can't get rid of God. So we live our lives, determined to live our lives as though we had succeeded in getting rid of, in getting rid of him. Um, someone says that, um, Don Carson, American preacher, uh, says that people don't drift towards being godly. Uh, So you and I don't drift towards being good people. Um, Apart from grace-driven effort, people do not gravitate towards godliness and a delight in the Lord. We drift towards compromise and we call it tolerance. We drift towards disobedience and call it freedom. We drift towards superstition and call it faith. We cherish the indiscipline of lost self-control and call it relaxation. We slouch towards prayerlessness and delude ourselves into thinking that we have escaped legalism. We slide towards godlessness and convince ourselves that we have been liberated. That is sin. Um, It is our perception of ourselves that we can live a life of freedom apart from God. That is why Christ came into this world to save sinners. That is why he came into this world to save you and me. And perhaps you are coming here this evening. Uh, Someone invited you. Uh, they gave you that red uh, Christmas card and said, come, we're singing Christmas carols, it's going to be fun, and I hope you're enjoying it and you're loving it. And you might be thinking to yourself uh, at this point, you see, this is why I don't often come to church, uh, because they come in to remind me that I'm a bad person. Let me just say to you, um, you don't have to fit in. Um, well done for braving it and coming to, uh, to this service. Um, This is not another sermon to remind you that you are a bad person. In fact, we want to love you. We want to remind you that you are in good company of other bad people and that Christ came into this world to save sinners. Uh, So there's hope for people like you. Amen. Maybe you might be listening in on the website. Um, Maybe you are here this evening and you figured out the system. You Say that you are a Christian, you appear to be Christian. In fact, if we are to invite you here, up here, you pray one of the most wonderful prayers and you think, wow, like this is a true Christian. If there was ever a true Christian, um, it is you. But deep down you know that you actually don't believe any of this stuff. You just come because there is acceptance and community and you love it. Um, Again, well done uh, for coming. Uh, but if you are playing church, if you do live a double life, perhaps people are not bringing you in or accepting you. They're not accepting you for who you are because you do live a, a double life. And maybe at the office, if you were to say uh, to them, you are a Christian, they'll be like, ha, we're not able. Surely you're not Christian. Perhaps that's you. But again, there is grace uh, from our Lord Jesus because Christ came to save what? Help me out, sinners. Uh, That is what we remember uh, at this Christmas. And perhaps you coming in, you are a Christian, you are a follower of Jesus, but you say to me, well, David, I am struggling. I don't know how to continue living this Christian life. I'm just battling. Um, This uh, whole lockdown, I've picked up bad habits, and I'm drifting further and further away from God. I'm finding it harder and harder to pray. Let me say to you, as Paul reminds Timothy, Christ came into this world to save Sinners, uh, Christ came into this world uh, to 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 save sinners. And if He can save a man like Paul, if He can save a man who went out killing Christians, not only that, going to the synagogue and asking them for permission to travel all the way to Mpumalanga to kill more Christians, if God can save a guy like that, then how much more can He do for you? Surely there is hope for you. Surely the God, the grace of God flows like a fountain. To you, Christ came into this world to save sinners. The grace of God is still available uh, to us. And He wants us to remember this evening that the very uh, good news about Christmas, the very good news about Jesus coming into this world, is that He came to deal with your sin and my sin. Because for God to change this broken world, He has to deal with human sin. Christ came into this world to slave godless sinners. Again, quoting, I love um, this guy. He's called John Stott, by the way. Uh, His book called The Cross um, of Christ is one of the best books ever. This is one of the things that he he says. He says that, for the essence of sin is man substituting himself for God, while the essence of salvation is God substituting himself for men. Man has set himself against God and put himself where God deserves to be. God sacrifices himself for men and puts himself where only man deserves to be. Because of our rebellion, we deserve uh, to be punished. But God came into our world to save sinners, to take your place and my place. Isn't that amazing news? Amen. So if you come in here this evening... Uh, I urge you to remember those words. I urge you uh, for, to remember this grace uh, that calls you for wherever you're going, or wherever you're headed, uh, to repent from your sin and to remember that God came into this world uh, to rescue sinners. Uh, let me pray for us as you continue to sing songs uh, that glorify this King and this Lord. Uh, there might be somebody here this evening who came in, Uh, who does not uh, believe in God. Uh, You came in because you were invited. Um, Please can I encourage you to come chat to any of uh, us here this evening uh, and to come to take your next step uh, in trusting this king uh, and to remember that he came into this world uh, to come save you. Father, thank you so much for uh, this, your word. Uh, Thank you for a man like Paul who saw and tasted your grace A man who thought he was living right, a man who thought he was following you, yet he was so opposed to your purposes. Uh, But you intercepted him, Lord, and you brought him uh, to yourself, and you came uh, to make him realize that he is a sinner. And so I do pray that you would help us this evening to come to the realization that this Christmas period uh, reminds us that we are broken, uh, but there is hope a hope that comes out of this world, uh, a hope that comes to renew our lives uh, and our world. Uh, So I pray that you'd renew our hearts and you'd renew our minds, that as we continue to sing, we would reflect on your grace uh, and reflect on it and burst out in praise and thanksgiving to you, just like uh, um, this man, Paul, burst out in thanksgiving to the God who's not seen, who's eternal, to the King who raised forever and ever. Amen and amen. Amen.